Welcome to Studio RC, your daily encouragement for your recovery and your faith. My name is Pastor Max, and I am an alcoholic, and I am a believer. And I'm sober today only by the grace of God and the fellowship and the program contained in the 12-step fellowship. So today we're going to talk about a great topic, a topic that probably was one of the things that drew me into the, to recovery initially, and it's the concept of serenity. When I read one of the pamphlets um, from AA, and on the back it had the serenity prayer, um, I was thinking, oh, I want that. I need that. Um, and it was one of those things that drew me in to the program. God, grant me the serenity, the peace to accept the things I can't change, the courage to change the things I can't, and then wisdom to know the difference about from the things I can change. And the, the, that sounded heavenly because I had so much going on in my head that serenity sounded like a great thing. So we're going to tackle a little bit. We're going to tackle serenity today. Our scripture for today comes from John 16, 33. And it says, I told you these things so that in me you may have peace, serenity. In this world, you're going to have troubles, but take heart. I, Jesus, I've overcome the world, so you too can have peace and serenity, because that's what I'm giving you. That's what I'm leaving for you. So hopefully that will be an encouragement. Um, as we go through the literature in uh, serenity, is, is, serenity and peace are used several times throughout the literature over uh combined over 40 times both of them are are smattered through uh the literature in aa but in regards to the chapter of how it works just to the extent that we do as we think uh god would have us and humbly rely on him does he enable us to match calamity with serenity so the chaos of our lives we're going to be given this opportunity to match it with serenity where humility had formerly stood for a forced feeding on humble pie, like I had to be humiliated, it now begins to mean the nourishing ingredient that gives us serenity. So humility, this thing that I thought meant humiliation, it now, as I practice, as I embrace, as I try to understand what it means to have some little moniker of humility, it helps produce serenity. It tells us uh, in the promises, we will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. An ultimate promise. And that's the promise of going through the program. It tells us in regards to step five, and when humility and serenity are, are combined, something else of a great moment is apt to occur. So when we have humility and serenity, there, the possibility for something even bigger to happen, we've set ourselves up. We've positioned ourselves for that exact occurrence. Um, there was a sense of victory followed by such a peace and serenity as I had, ever, had, had, ne had, had never known. And this comes from Bill's story in the big book, um, that peace and serenity followed. In regards to step three, it tells us in all times of emotional disturbance or indecision, we can pause, we can ask for quiet, and in the stillness simply say, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom 
to know the difference. Thy will, not mine, be done. So anytime I'm disturbed, anytime I have indecision, I can go to God and ask for God's serenity and ask for his guidance in that. Um, it tells us uh, in the big book in, in regards to acceptance, when I'm disturbed, it's because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. And I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at that moment. So part of serenity is acceptance. Acceptance of others, acceptance of life, acceptance of how um, things are playing out. It tells us in step four, whenever a human being becomes a battleground for the instincts, there can be no peace. When we have a, a battle going on inside of ourselves, of our instincts, of what we should do, and, and pride and fear, and these things battling, there can be no peace. But then it goes on to tell us that we can be alone at perfect peace and ease. I want to live there. I want to live where I can be alone at perfect peace and ease. The sum of all this mighty effort is less peace and less, less brotherhood than before. This is in regards to step three. And so a lot of the things that we're battling and we put this effort in, and the more effort we put in, the less peace we often get. I was to know happiness, peace, and usefulness in a way of life that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes. That was Bill's conclusion of his recovery, again, from the big book. In the face of collapse and despair, in the face of the total failure of, the human, of their human resources, they found that a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. We've asked for God's not, for the knowledge of his will and the power to carry that out, and it flows in. So power flows in, but so does peace. Peace flows in, um, and that's all through doing the program. To those of us who have known only excitement, depression, or anxiety, in other words, um, to all of us, those who are, you know, our lives were chaotic, there was excitement, chaos, there was depression, there was anxiety and fear. This newfound peace that comes from being clean, that comes from being sober, is a priceless gift. It tells us in step seven, um, we enjoy moments in which there's something like real peace of mind. That thing that I said in the very, the very beginning of my journey that I desired, I wanted something like real peace of mind and have been able to achieve that and experience that through the program. In regards to step eight, if we lie or cheat, we deprive others not only of their worldly goods, but of their emotional security and peace of mind. Not only have we struggled with peace of mind, we've stolen other people's peace of mind by our actions. When we do things like lie or, or cheat or steal, like we're stealing from other people when we do that. So it's like a double whammy. Like it hurts us, but it hurts other people as well. So we're stealing other people's peace. And we definitely want to put a stop to that. Um, in regards to step 12, we find ourselves in possession of a degree of honesty, tolerance, and unselfishness, a peace of mind and love of which we had thought was quite in, un, incapable. Like we didn't think it was possible to have that kind of peace of mind. So fear so often 
blocks our appreciation of beauty, tolerance, forgiveness, service, but mostly serenity. It's hard to have serenity when we have fear and when fear comes up. But it's written in As Bill Sees It, moments of perception can build into a lifetime of spiritual serenity. I want a lifetime of spiritual serenity. Roots of reality, supplanting the neurotic underbrush. What great writing. Um, I need neurotic underbrush to be, to be supplanted. We will hold fast despite the high winds of the force which would destroy us or which we would use to destroy ourselves. In other words, we can experience peace even amidst the chaos. The chaos of sometimes of our own making, sometimes the chaos we find ourselves in. But we can have a lifetime of spiritual serenity. Here on earth, God unconditionally continues the legacy of higher love. Our recovery program puts in us puts us on a different footing and our roots grasp a new soil. Another thing that's really significant in regards to serenity and peace is willingness. Willingness, it seems, to come first with awareness, but then with a, that feeling of discomfort making us want to want to take some action. When we have willingness, we realize, oh, there might be some work that I need to do, and that's the, as the steps lay out. Our willingness to make amends to others comes as a desire for forgiveness comes. I've had, how often have we been our own worst enemy? We knew that we were going to have to change. We wanted to learn how to live in harmony, not only with ourselves, but with others, so that we could also live in emotional freedom. That, that willingness to, to go down that path allowed us to do that. And it tells us in the, the 12th step, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. In, in NA, it says as a result of these steps. But we, were, we experience serenity. As we continue to go to meetings and, and work the steps and the program, there's something that begins to happen within us. We might have felt confusion because we weren't sure even what it was. What is this thing I'm feeling? This is foreign. And we realized we were experiencing serenity and peace. We had never known that. It was a foreign feeling. It was a good feeling, but where had it, where had it come from? We realized it, it came as the result of these steps. We had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. The program may not always be easy to practice, and we know that for sure, but we had to acknowledge that our serenity had come to us after working the steps. The steps help produce serenity. We find that we are awake to God, to others, to ourselves in a new way when we go through the steps. It tells us in the big book that our very lives as ex-problem drinkers, as ex-addicts, depend upon our constant thought of others and how, we, how may we help their needs. Thinking of others probably has not come easy to many of us because we're selfish. Even when we try to work the program, we're, pro, we're prone to think, well, how do I feel today? Am I happy? Am I joyous? Am I free? Is this something I want to do? The program tells me that my thoughts much, must reach out to those around me. My actions must reach out. It is only when I forget my problems and I reach out to contribute something to others that I can begin to attain the serenity 
and God consciousness I seek. It's in helping others that I start to have peace, that the fears fall away, that humility starts to, to breathe its way in. It's all through working the program. And again, remember that Jesus has, said, has told us, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Some of it, for us, it was our, our addiction. Some of it, it was our, our using. But take heart. I've overcome the world. Jesus said, I've overcome your addiction. I've overcome all these things. I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to help you achieve sobriety. Follow this path, and you will achieve peace, because I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to help you to overcome the things in your world. So I love the concept of serenity, and I want to close our time together today with the long form of the serenity prayer. We read this at the end of every one of our online and in-person meetings, um, and I just, I love this. We have a special way of closing at Recovery Church. And listen to the, the, to the long form of the serenity prayer. This is the original version um, as it, it, before it was shortened to what many of us know, but listen to these words. God, <clears throat> grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right, if I surrender to his will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever and ever in the next. Amen. Thanks so much for coming to Studio RC. And maybe, hopefully today, you got just a little glimmer of what serenity could mean in your life. And so thank you for coming. And remember, Recovery, Recovery Church, 12 steps, one goal. God bless, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.